Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Does this mean it's over? Does this mean he likes me? Are butterflies good? Am I ever going to meet someone? I'm tired of swiping. Am, Am I, I normal? normal? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you just told the whole story. We hadn't even read the first chapter yet. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you watch me on the Drew Barrymore Show, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Demona Hoffman. Hey, 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 lovers. Welcome to another all Dear Demona episode of Dates and Mates. It's been a little over a month since our last All Dear Demona episode, and we have a lot of new listeners. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? We're glad you're here. <laughs> okay, for those of you who are new here, hi, I'm Demona. I've been dating coaching for eek, over 17 years. Uh, I'm a regular on The Drew Barrymore Show and on NBC's Access Daily with Mario Lopez and Kit. And I love new listeners, but I got to tell you, honey, I've been here. I've been doing dates and mates for 11 years. So I know some of my listeners are like, I've heard this spiel like so many times. <laughs> but thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for sticking with me. And thank you all who are new for joining me and seeing how we do here on Dates and Mates and especially how we do on an all Dear Demona episode. You can always learn more about me, by the way, on my socials at Demona Hoffman or at DemonaHoffman.com. And I also have some programs and online goodies and all kinds of stuff for you if you go over to DemonaHoffman.com. All right. So I truly do not want to stress anyone out, but this is also the countdown to Valentine's Day. We are about two weeks and one day away from the most loved and most hated day on the calendar. So whether you're in a new relationship or you hope to be in the next two weeks, this episode is for you. So let's bring on the questions. Today we'll be responding to so many juicy ones, including what is dating etiquette when you are preparing for a big move? Help, I feel like my matches are trying to date a stereotype and my match is complimenting me a lot. Red flag or no? This is going to be a very delightful Dear Demona, and it will get you perfectly set up for Valentine's Day. Dear Demona. Demona, help me. You sent in your questions. I am here to help. The first one comes to us in an Instagram DM from Jay. Jay says, I'm over 30, and it's nearly impossible to find single guys that are older than me now. Can you give me advice on dating younger men? Well, first, Jay, I'm going to have to give you advice on that limiting belief that you just sent me in your DM. It's nearly impossible to find single guys that are older than you because you're you're 30? Sweetheart, no. They're all they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And guess what? They're totally looking for you. So here's the deal. We need to look at our dating pool that we're fishing in and see something seems to be broken in the what I call the sourcing, where you're finding the dates. I talk all about sourcing in my dating accelerator program. Okay, if you're not meeting anybody that is older and 
it sounds like you kind of want to be or you're just open to it because you also want advice on dating younger men, which I'll get to in a second. If you're just open and you're looking to date older men, also age is just a number, doesn't really matter, but okay. We have our own ideas and society has our own ideas around age. You got to be where those guys are. So first of all, we want to look at your dating app. Maybe you're on a dating app that doesn't have that demographic. Maybe you're on one that skews really young. And everybody wants me to just diagnose their dating app life and tell them exactly which app to be on. Here's the the secret of dating apps is that it's different from market to market, from city to city, from age to age, from person to person. So I can't do that for you, Jay, or anybody else. But I can tell you maybe where you are, maybe that app is Tinder. Maybe that's where younger people date. Maybe that app is Hinge. I don't know, but you might need to switch up your app. Secondarily, you're going to play the where are they game from my book, from F the Fairy Tale. You're going to identify what are the qualities of the person you're looking and scratch out age, by the way, because you've said older, you've said younger. Maybe you'll meet someone your own age doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter for compatibility. What are the qualities? What are the relationship goals? What are the values of that person? And then we're going to play a little game and it's fun. We're going to just sort of fantasize about where you might meet that person out in the wild, online, offline. We don't know. Make a list, make it fun. And then this is the really tough part. Get to the place where that person might be and be open to connection and communication because we just got, we got to switch up the dating pool. The more that you repeat, I can't meet anybody older. How do I meet somebody younger? Just because you have had disappointing experiences with whatever dating avenue you've been using, the more you repeat it, the more you believe it. And that doesn't make it true. All right. Part two, advice on dating younger men. One, why? (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Traditionally speaking, men under 30, not always in that same headspace. Might feel like they're wasting a little bit of your time. Might feel like also if you've been used to dating older men, that they don't really have a lot of the things figured out that older men might have. That you can take that to mean whatever You can take that to mean financially or career-wise or sexually or whatever you want to know. So the question is, do you actually want to date younger men or are you telling yourself that that would be better than being frustrated trying to meet older men? Jay, we got to get clear on that as part of your dating strategy. So the first thing is clarity. And then the second thing is the strategy that I was telling you. And the third thing is Age doesn't so much matter as compatibility. So look at that must-have list. You get three must-haves and one deal breaker, but really look at those must-haves from the lens of relationship goals and values, and I think you're going to be just fine. This next question comes to us in an anonymous text message. This person says, hi, Demona. I want to start dating again, but I'm wanting to move in a year. Currently, I'm in Alabama and looking at the West Coast to be closer to my grown children. West side. (laughs) 
left coast, best coast, uh, around the Joshua Tree area. Mm, that's really specific. How would I update my profile to reflect that? Or would I start looking in the area I want to go? Help. All right. Anonymous. First of all, let me tell you, Joshua Tree is not a dating destination. So if you're just trying to be strategic, you're thinking about this strategically, maybe go like Palm Springs, okay? As a as a as a West Sider, one West Sider to a future West Sider. But here's the thing. You got to live your life. This is a message for everyone. People will tell me, "Well, I'm thinking in the future, I want to make this move or I want to change this thing about myself and should I just wait because I would hate to get into a relationship and then I have to break up or have to work long distance and figure this out." And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you just told the whole story and you hadn't even read the first chapter yet." Okay? So, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You said you're looking to move in a year? Do you understand how much in your life can change in one year's time? One year. That is like, that is an eternity in dating time, okay? So I, first of all, don't want you to delay your gratification, your satisfaction, your dating practice even, your dating experience in connection with other humans for a year. What? No, we're not doing that. That said, you can begin conversations. I will say a year really is quite a ways out. I, I sometimes recommend this when somebody is moving in like a month, but I'll tell you a story um, from when I was working on Date Lab, on the Washington Post Date Lab. It's a matchmaking column. People would submit to be featured in the column and then we'd have these long questionnaires and we would literally go through their questionnaires, set them up on dates and then write like he, he said, she said, they said articles about what happened on the date. I had a couple where they realized about half an hour into the date that they had already matched on Hinge and started talking and it fizzled out. Why? Because she was moving to the area. She didn't yet live in the area. So she was sort of dipping her toe in that dating water, but she wasn't really serious about it. She wasn't in the headspace where she was really looking to plant roots and start conversations that were going to blossom into anything. And it's just so funny to me that like using the tools that they had, it didn't happen. And then through, through the Washington Post magazine, they ended up having a great date and rekindling that spark that they originally felt when they connected with each other on hinge. And I just don't want that to happen to you or, or for you to get sucked into a fantasy relationship online. Because the reality is we don't know if a relationship is real. Whether you're in the same city or not, we don't know what we're dealing with if you're just talking to someone online. That could literally just be a pastime. And it sounds like you have a very full life. You you have grown children. You you have your own stuff going on. Do you need a pen pal? I don't think you need a pen pal. And when we have that pen pal slot filled, it prevents us from really being present and being able to invest in other new relationships. So here's what I would say to you, Anonymous. I think start now. Start now in Alabama and look at it just as dating practice. I'm improving my dating skills. I am figuring out what I like to do. I'm improving my conversation skills. I'm using the flirting techniques 
from F the Fairy Tale to get better at the skill of dating, which you may have heard me say before is a set of learned skills. I'm getting better at my dating skills so that I'm ready when I move, if I move, to be able to hit the dating scene and be as successful as possible. And look, you can on a lot of the apps, they it's usually a paid feature, which is okay. I, I feel like I have to keep reminding people like online dating is not free to operate. So we have this sort of, I don't know, this chip on our shoulders about online dating, like dating apps are gouging us for all of these add-on services that we had to pay for before anyway, and that I feel like you should pay for because you don't necessarily need all, it's like when you're buying a car, you don't, if you don't need the sunroof, you don't want to pay for the sunroof, but if you want to add on the sunroof, and girl, I need a sunroof. Let me tell you, I do need a sunroof. I live in Los Angeles. I love me a sunroof, so I'm going to pay extra for that. So you may need the sunroof of dating passport. Uh, that's what Tinder calls it, but like being able to date in another location. And the the challenging thing is that there are people who like, they don't want their time wasted. They don't necessarily want you coming into their dating market telling them that you're going to be moving from Alabama and you love Joshua Tree and you're going to be there one day. They don't want to get caught up into a pen pal situationship either. So this is the challenge. Like you have to disclose that you don't live there, but just know that there are people that will automatically unmatch when they realize that. And that's okay too, because that's all part of the dating skills process. So to wrap it up, yes, dive in with both feet now dive in with both feet later. Definitely be on an app. Definitely use an app and use some of the non-dating apps to start to sort of make friends in this area that you're looking at. And, you know, I'm your friend here. I, I'll tell, and I'm telling you that Joshua Tree is not a great dating market. There's just like not a lot of people there, not a lot of single people there. Um, you could totally clean up in Palm Springs. <laughs> so, Little things like that, like if you can make friendships and connections where people can tell you a little bit more about the area and you can even just use that for research in planning your move, then I am all for it and I say full speed ahead. All right, we're going to have to take a little breaky break. But when we come back, we have so many amazing questions. We're going to be talking about dating for curvy women. We'll also be talking about possible red flags. And we have a question from Spotify about getting good pictures for dating apps. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We have more Dear Demona questions on the docket for you today. This next one comes to us in an Instagram DM from Gigi, who is 57 years young. She says, hey, Demona, you were great on Drew Barrymore. Thank you very much, Gigi. I can't wait to get your book. Let's talk about size and women. Curvy girls. I feel like there's a stigma where men are looking for a size six. 
I feel like my size 16 isn't suitable for my dating era. I'm still struggling with men not wanting curvy white chicks. (laughs) You literally made me LOL, Gigi. (laughs) How dare you make me LOL on my show? Listen, girl, I'm going to be straight with you. Um, Because I have been, I think, like all of those sizes, I have been up and down the scale. And what I will tell you from the other side is that men are not as focused on the size that we are as we think they are. And also, I will tell you that the key actually was confidence for me. And I, I'm not say, I'm truly not saying that in a cliche way. I'm saying that as my learned experience that there were times when I was a size six or even a size four and I didn't feel great. Like I've actually said on this show before, um, I have, I've dealt with eating disorders in the past. Um, so there were times where I was very skinny and not very healthy. Okay. And that did not translate to attractiveness. And there were other times when I was heavier on the scale, but I, I was doing things where I felt more confident about myself. And I was like, look at this. I am meeting dudes everywhere I go. So it really does come down to you. That said, I'm going to also be honest with you, Gigi, that I do see sometimes on dating apps, certain dating apps, certain people have... It's not even so much that it's um, curvier girls have, sometimes curvier girls have a different experience on dating apps. I will admit that because sometimes when we're going just based on a swipe, we are swiping not based on our true attractions even. We're swiping based on other ideals and it's aspirational. But so many times when people meet in real life, somebody may even prefer a curvy girl or may feel a connection to a curvy girl who would then still swipe left if they met on a dating app. So um, this has been a challenge that I have not been able to fully fix, even in all my experience with online dating. Um, So I don't want to negate your experience of it because it is something that does happen sometimes on dating apps. The same way that somebody might come to me and say, there are fewer people that swipe on me when I am an older age, or there are fewer people that swipe on me because I'm a black woman. And it's like, okay, it's, it's not statistically incorrect, but if it is true, then why have so many of my clients been able to beat the quote statistical norm? So I, I don't put a lot of stock into the norms, but I do say, okay, how can we be strategic then? How can we be strategic? Because I guarantee you, there are men who find you very attractive, curvy or not, that are on the dating apps, that are off the dating apps, that are out in the world, that are looking for you right now. So Gigi, we can talk about it. Girl, we could talk about it till we're blue in the face, but I want to get you into action because action is what gets people unstuck. And so many of those limiting beliefs are only happening in our heads. And you know what we need to do? We need to go out there and define the experience, redefine the experience for ourselves, have a different experience so that you know that that 
statistic, that story that you've repeated, that limiting belief that has held you back may have been true for one point of your life or may have been true for one person, but is not necessarily true for you right now. So go out and get it, girl. Our next question comes to us from Heidi on Instagram in a DM. She says, hi, I'm a widow and I'm new to dating sites. I friended a gent recently and he's so complimentary and makes me nervous and a little uncomfortable. Is this a red flag? First of all, Heidi, I'm sorry for your loss. And I'm glad that you're open to doing this differently because I bet the last time you were single, online dating probably wasn't so much of a thing but it's definitely a thing now. So um, also kudos on using the term gent. <laughs> Let's bring that back, everybody. That was a great word, gent. We should be using it a lot more. And now you see why. Um, here's the bottom line. Heidi, you've got to pay attention to how you feel primarily. How you feel when you're meeting new people, we've got to tune that inner compass. I've talked in this, on the show in the past about dating intuition. There's a little section in F the Fairy Tale about it, but I mean, if I could, I would do like a whole class on dating intuition. Actually, if you're interested in a dating intuition class or just like an intuition uh, tuning class, DM me and be like, Demona, I totally want this. So I know. But in absence of that, you have to start paying attention to how you your whole body feels, mind, body, spirit. You feel a little bit nervous and a little bit uncomfortable. That is not to be ignored. There's the discomfort of just doing something new where you're like, I don't know, I've never done this before. What's going on? And then there's a whole different level of discomfort where when you are given a compliment, it should feel good. It, barring any like past history trauma that sort of rewired uh, your thinking around that which we don't have that information right now. So I'm just going to assume that most people feel good when they get a compliment. So if there's something in the way they are complimenting you or what they are saying that makes you feel nervous and uncomfortable, girl, run. That is a red, that is a red flag. I was going to say red flag, but no, it is like a flashing red light. And that is for anyone in the dating experience where, like I had this one date, y'all, where I showed up and it was like our third date. This guy kept inviting me to come back to his place. I know. I know. I mean, they always try. But um, it was different. It wasn't just like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. It was like my gut was like, no, no, do not go there. Do not go to that man's house. Now, I don't know what was happening at his house. I don't know if there were like people tied up and locked in there. <laughs> like what? I don't know what was going to happen, but I don't want to know. And I'm really okay with the fact that I just said no. And we ended up just calling it quits because I was like, if I can't even say yes to going to this dude's house, like, I don't think I should say yes to any more dates. I'm clearly picking up on something that is not fully, fully apparent to me right now, but I have enough information. And that's what we need to really learn to trust that we have enough information. If we get, if we don't listen to our instincts enough and we try to then dig for evidence and we put ourselves in compromised positions, you know, maybe it's not something quote dangerous, but maybe it's just something that's emotionally dangerous for you. And you're trying to make sense of it. You're trying to make it, make it fit when there's, it, it's, it, it's not coming from logic. It's coming from inner knowing. 
So yes, the second part of that, Heidi, is that that is sort of a catfish move. That is like a a love bombing catfish move. Uh, let me give you the dating dictionary. The love bombing is when they come on really, really strong at the beginning and then they pull it away and make you feel like they bombed you with their love and now it's exploded uh, and it feels really crappy. Yeah. And the catfish part is, you know, somebody who's not really who they say they are or a scammer or somebody that's trying to take your money or or otherwise entangle you and your heart. So that is a very common trope. They will whisper sweet nothings. They will tell you everything that you want to hear. They will repeat everything in your bio back to you in the form of a compliment, in the form of exactly what you were saying you were looking for in a match, or it'll be just flowery language that literally could be said to anyone. And just, I'm not saying don't do it, of course, definitely date. But I'm just letting you know that widows, particularly if you are over 55, you are in the highest risk category for scammers. And you can be a scammer anywhere. So don't be like, oh, I can't do online dating then. (laughs) I just tell you all of this stuff. Everybody, I tell you all of these things so that you go into all of these situations eyes wide open and you have that information. And your spidey senses got to be turned on and you need to have your ear and your eyes tuned for some of these red flags. So kudos to you, Heidi, because you saw it, you spotted it, you knew it was a red flag and you don't need to tell the story about why. You can just move on to the next and look for the green flags because I guarantee you they are out there. Our final question of the day comes to us from Spotify. Yay. Yes, you can submit your question through Spotify if you're listening on the Spotify app. Just it's right there on the Dates and Mates listening page. Send us your questions now for a future episode. This one comes to us from a listener we'll call CZ. CZ says, I'm stuck on the technical issues of getting good pictures and being able to access them on dating sites. I'm not a photo genius, so I need professional shots. Listen, CZ, I got to tell you, most people are not photo geniuses. Most people don't even know, don't even really realize what they look like. And this is why I've built a career on helping people design dating profiles. So let me give you a couple of quick tips. And then I'll also give you a, a link to a resource that we'll put in the show notes that's good for anybody across the globe. Because there are professionals that will help with this. But first of all, you got to think about lighting. Natural lighting, always your friend. That's always best. If you can be in a natural environment with natural light, that is number one. Now, I realize we are in the, the Arctic tundra Arctic blast season of the year. (laughs) So going outside to take your pictures may not be so realistic at this point, many places in the world. That's okay. Natural light does come in through windows. Uh, and also, it doesn't have to be natural light. That's just my preference, okay? Um, also, pay attention to your angles. Most people will photograph better from a, an angle that is slightly higher than your face, slightly above. But you want to have a mix of photos, both full body shot and headshot. And your headshot should not be like so, 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 so close. 
but it also needs to be close enough where we can identify you and we know what your face looks like. No group shots. No, never. I don't, 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 don't debate me, y'all. I don't want the group shots. And I've been doing a lot of interviews on other podcasts, talking to a lot of other dating experts. We're all saying the same thing. So let's stop fighting about it. Okay. I want you to be the star of your dating profile. And I want you to also keep in mind the three C's, which I talk about in F the fairy tale. Number one C is color. Color is strategic to stand out from the crowd. Number two is context. This is telling your story through your photos. And number three C is character. That is your personality, your funny side, your weird side, your goofy side, your nerdy side, your quirky side, the side that most people don't see. And so funny because I've been saying this for the longest time that that's the one that gets somebody to message you. It happened also with my own husband. I used to be a glasses wearer. I love glasses. It was less practical for my job when I have to like read a teleprompter in a TV studio and such. I was like, I need to not have glasses and contacts are the worst. So um, I got LASIK, but I still love glasses, used to wear glasses. And I had a photo in my dating profile that was sort of my like, this is like my nerdy, quirky girl photo. And my husband says that that is the photo that made him message me. Not my party girl. Like I'm in the back of a limo in Vegas, which I did have because he saw right through that. Like you guys, you know me. I am not the party girl in Vegas limo person. (laughs) I am the like in bed by 10 p.m., Let's curl up with a good book or watch some Netflix reality show or comedy. I I'm I'm like I can I can cut loose when I want to, but really like which side of the street are you on? If if you had to pick, are you the party girl Vegas or are you the quirky girl with glasses? Luckily, my husband went through all of the photos because if he had stopped at party girl Vegas, I might not be here right now. So we want to choose that character shot just to show the variety of your personality and show that you are also approachable, that you don't take yourself too seriously. So those are just a few basic tips if you're going to do it yourself or have a friend take a photo for you. I actually have a whole profile starter kit that is at DemonaHoffman.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's nine bucks, y'all, and I'll walk you through how to design your dating profile, how to write the about me section to really pop and how to choose these these photos effectively. But beyond that, yeah, a lot of people don't know how to do this themselves. And there is no shame in hiring a professional. Now, all professionals are not created equal because if you don't know how to take a dating profile photo in that style, it's sort of like a magazine would not hire somebody that's only taken uh, birthday party photos for children to do their uh, couture cover, right? So you want to find the right photographer that really understands the style for a dating profile photo. One of my dear friends runs Hey Saturday, and they are global. They're a global company that takes amazing. I have literally not seen a bad profile with a Hey Saturday photo. I do not currently have a partnership with them. I'm not going to get any kickback or anything if you use them, but I do recommend because I've seen their work. I've got clients that use them 
And I know that their pictures are really great at bringing out those three C's and really getting your story across visually in your photos. But this is vitally important. If you're going to be online dating, your pictures are the most important part of your profile. So it's important CZ to get it right. I hope you enjoyed episode 493 of Dates and Mates. You know, I love hearing your questions. This is just the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Please send me more questions at Damona Hoffman on TikTok, X, Facebook, and Instagram. You can, if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and put your question right in here in that little box that asks for questions. Or you can give me a call or send me a text at 424-246-6255. We will be back again next Tuesday with another sizzling hot episode of Dates and Mates to kick off Valentine's month. Until then, of course, I wish you happy dating.